You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. Um, this is Debbie. I'm here with Christy and we just have a special, fun, shorter episode today. Well, we'll see if it ends up being short. We, tend, <laughs> we like to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're actually going to spend some time talking about Easter and Holy Week and dive into some of that um, because it's interesting. I feel like maybe we don't pay as much attention to Easter as we do Christmas. Totally agree. You know? Excuse me. <laughs> agree with that? Yeah. Like we don't. <laughs> totally so agree with that. We're like, let's spend some time talking about this very substantial part of what makes a Christian, makes a believer, is whether or not you believe Jesus was who he says he was and that he did what the Bible says he did. Um, okay. So we're going to start out. We thought we would start out with some memories of Easter first mm. and then dive in, like some light, and then dive into some of the more um intense intense meaning yes meanings of easter so what do you remember about easter growing up christy like what are your oh you're gonna play something you remember see if you can hear it is this a song anybody grew up with yeah that's carmen Carmen. I'm going to fast forward for a minute. Here we go. Anybody else grow up with that? That's what I think of. Every Christmas, every Easter. I already said Christmas. Every Easter I think of that song. I've already played it in my house this week, too. <laughs> and that's but a it's fun Carmen. one. It is. That's it's called Sundays on the Way. Yes. Um, but I like how you said we don't celebrate or we don't we don't give much at- as much attention to Easter as we do Christmas. Yeah. It's not commercialized as much. Yeah. I mean, the only thing they could commercialize it with was a bunny and some eggs. <laughs> Lots of candy. <laughs> Lots of candy. Lots of sweets. Uh-huh. Things like that. But it is a very... I don't know. For us, Easter was all about new dresses. We always got yeah. a new Easter dress. And it was usually a Laura Ashley dress. Oh, or my Laura mom, Ashley. My mom would yes. make ours. And then I remember, and she would even make the Laura Ashley patterns. And then I remember one time being like, oh, you get to go to the Laura Ashley store in Collin Creek Mall. And we got to pick out our, our dresses. And I was like, oh, we've clearly won the lotto. And they did not tell us because we never got to do that stuff. And so that was fun. You could wear a hat. You would always do something with your family, and you would have an Easter egg hunt. Yes. That's what I always remember. And we had it with our cousins. You'd go to my aunt's house and have Easter egg hunts with my cousins. Family. Family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? What do you remember? One strong memory I have growing up, my parents took us to do an Easter egg hunt at a grocery store. This is when we were in Dover, Delaware, right before we moved to England, and the grocery store decided, I don't even remember the name of the store, but it decided it was going to do an Easter egg hunt in its store it was going to close oh. the store in the morning 
And basically, kids could come in, mm-hmm. and you got X. They started like a timer, and you got to go, and you got to find eggs. And when you opened the egg, when you brought the egg back, you opened it. There was a number in it, and the number corresponded to a prize you won. Not the aisle of the so, grocery store and no, the container to go get something. <laughs> no, it was so fun. And and we had not we had done like fun little things before as a family, but mm-hmm. nothing big like mm-hmm. that, right? So I just remember like running around, finding a couple of these eggs, and you could only get like one or two. And so um, we brought them back and we handed them in. And of course, it took you a while to find them because they hidden them well within all the groceries. Like so we're fun. messing up like the shelves. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're looking for these things. Mm-hmm. So we bring them back, we open the eggs, and on there's a number. And then you look over, and there's this wall full of Easter baskets. Massive Easter baskets full of so much stuff. (laughs) And so we go. We turn the number. And there were different sizes, right? But mine and my brother's was massive. There was a massive chocolate bunny in the middle. Well, what's funny is, like we say, oh, that's so fun now. Back then, I think it was just the start of that kind of commercialism, maybe. Mm. But my dad oh, hated it. Hated it. And so, because, you know, he's a missionary at that point, yeah. And Easter is very significant, obviously. So we come home. We enjoy them. He didn't make it bad for us at all. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was great. But we didn't do it again. No. <laughs> he's he like, like mm-hmm. yeah, we're Your done with that. Your mom probably had to, like, talk him off the wall, like, the edge. Oh, too, I am sure like, that that is true. This year. We won't go back next year. Just hold it together. Yes. And just, and just make it fun. Like, yes. it's okay. Like, he was pretty good about that. But I do remember having all this candy oh and he was like you do have to share like oh, yeah. you cannot keep it for yourself we're all have, like, kind of like and that's how we did like Halloween growing up in our house mm-hmm. because that's what we did I thought that was great so I did it for our kids when you had your bag of candy mm-hmm. we put it all together mm. and we shared it mm. picked out the stuff we couldn't eat if mm-hmm. there was something questionable threw it on one big bowl and we had it in there in the kitchen for everybody nobody was allowed to have it in their room mm-hmm. and so because we shared yeah. we were it was a family thing and um, anyway, that's what we did for those kind of things. So that memory stands out. And then Carmen, what you just played, all the different Carmen music mm-hmm. stands out to me around Easter. Because my dad would just play Carmen like yeah. at Easter because he has many songs that fit, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, so that was fun. Um, but we never did the big, did you do big Easter baskets growing up that were full? Like No, were, no we didn't either. No. I think my dad and my mom were kind of on that same page also. Yeah. Like it's too much. But I don't recall it being a big deal back then. I don't think it was. I, I don't even recall right. it being a big deal until I had kids and other moms would be like, what do you put in your kids' Easter baskets? And I was like, what? We're supposed to do something? I think we have similar stories. You and I yeah. have that in common. And I was like, we were supposed to, what? I'm I told him, I had somebody ask me, a group of women asked me that one time, moms, because they were making their Easter baskets. They were like, what do you put in them? And I said, um, the candy they get when they hunt the eggs that we do on my family is like, land that's pretty much all they get <laughs> it's these yeah. little, and they look at me and everybody started laughing and they thought I was joking but I was like no that's all no, we do I think that was a new concept to me of like it was me too do, what I didn't know so my kids have never had Easter baskets filled like they yeah. go get their Easter basket we used to go pick them out when they were little um and now they don't care gentry mm-hmm. I don't even know if gentry cares to have an Easter basket because the el- olders don't but right um we still have Easter egg hunts, but I didn't understand the concept, and I really feel uncomfortable with the Easter bunny. Like, it kind of creeps me out. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I remember a kid being like, I think it was Creighton, that was just like, are you telling, okay, so there's like a dude dressed up as a um, our bunny, and I was like, yeah, 
Why? Uh huh. That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> like it's still weird. It's creepy and it's weird to me. Yeah. Super yeah. weird. So yeah, I didn't do a good job of buying into the commercialism of Easter. Yeah. Because I don't like it. I think like this is such. I, I think Christmas is great. We do a great job with Christmas, but Easter we just fail as some Christians. And I don't want my kids to feel like you get your new swimsuit. Like I have friends that they got their first swimsuit for the season or they give their kids their first swimsuits for the season when they were little. And I was like, my kids should not be looking forward to getting a swimsuit. Like, I, I don't want to mix those two. Or like, the I next keep... Xbox game or cash or Chocolate. like, put it, cho- like <laughs> put it on the list, you know? Yeah. I mean, my like... kids are excited about the Easter egg hunt for that, but it's, yeah. that's, that's on Sunday. He's yeah. risen. So we're yeah. excited. It's a celebration. <laughs> it's it's a part celebration. of the celebration for us. Like yeah. that was, we would all get together as a family after our Easter services. We go out to some, one of our houses and we would just make this fun Easter egg hunt. Yeah. And as the kids got older, we'd make it harder for the older kids, mm-hmm. easy for the young ones. We'd have lunch. We'd actually read, you know, passage out of Matthew mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was just, it was a fun time with a family, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of like Christmas in that way. You're yeah. just spending time together as a family, mm-hmm. um, celebrating something that you value very highly. But I do think value. We, wait, real fast. You said value. You don't mm-hmm. mean family time. You mean value the cross. Correct. Okay. Just that's what. Yes. I'm. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, we value that together. So we spent time together. I think it Easter to me more than Christmas is hard on families who maybe you're the sole believer. Oh yes. You know, like if you have extended family and you're celebrating Easter, it's so significant, but you can't celebrate with your family. And then even then when you do, there's a heaviness to it Yeah. because you're realizing I'm, this is really something I believe strongly in that brings life to -hmm. people. And then I have people I love that don't, Mm-hmm. believe that so to me I feel like the weekend can be heavier even in that way mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. um who are believers yeah. so but we're fortunate that we in our family we're fortunate we our extended family are believers mm-hmm. and so um but I do feel sometimes um I think about that for mm-hmm. some of our families um so you said when it kind of is a it's a heavy it's a heavy time and any I mean palm, from Palm Sunday this whole week is always like it's the whole heavy, he- holy week. The you, whole, you, yeah, the mm-hmm. whole holy week is always like, oh my gosh, like this, he's at Palm Sunday. Oh my gosh, he's walking through. Like I visualize it like yes. in every day. And like, like the other day I looked no, up. He knows what's coming up to yes. it even now. And to think, you know what? Oh my gosh, he's going to go through this and he's going to go through that. Like I totally internalize it and I personalize it. Um, but what changed for me was watching the passion movie. Mm. That's what got me. I could even cry thinking about that movie. Oh, oh. Yeah. But I remember thinking, it was, when did that come out? Didn't that come out in 98 or something? Or I was 90? pregnant. No, I was pregnant. Passion of the Christ? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it because I was pregnant with Joel. So it was 02? You didn't want to go into labor? Oh, true. 04. 04. 04. So I was pregnant yeah, yeah, with yeah, Alexa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was pregnant with Alexa, not Joel. Yeah. And so yeah. I remember seeing that and just being like, whoa, that's a game changer, mm-hmm. which is what, I think, what, where I started um, visualizing it more. Yeah. And so you go back. So you haven't, you you still haven't seen it. I have not seen The Passion of the Christ. Why haven't you seen it? I know. It's funny. I was talking to. um, Real fast. Yeah. My kids haven't seen it. My olders haven't seen it. Okay. And I want to. And every year I'm always like, this is the year. Yeah. No, I don't know yet. I don't know if they're ready. Because it was so traumatizing for me. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Okay. Well, you say traumatizing in a good way. And I'm like, I don't call traumatizing good. Yeah. Usually. But, um. So it's funny. I talk, I was talking to somebody else about this just the other day because I tend to be like this with things, movies, 
things we do based on biblical context. Mm-hmm. And I'm really protective of that stuff for myself. And I haven't talked to a lot of people about this. My husband knows and then my mom, because she's kind of similar to me. Are you sure you want to share it? Yeah, I can share it. I don't mind, right? (laughs) I'll have people uh, writing in. I cannot believe that. She's Mm -hmm. a heathen. She won't see these movies. Um, Okay, I am very, very visual when I read. Mm. I'm a huge reader. So when I'm reading, I'm playing everything in my head. The details. The When I read scripture, it's the same way. Like, I'm just extremely involved in the passage I'm reading and the re- whatever. Um, that's just the way my brain works. Well, when I see a movie or something, and it's true with other books, like I start when I'm reading that book again or that thing again, I fill it in with the characters that I've seen on screen. Like I, I replace mm. them. And I just, I hate that about the Bible. I just can't stand it. So sorry, I'm going to get emotional talking about that. <laughs> it's, I'm just very protective of it. And so yeah. it's hard because a lot of people don't get it. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. And so, like, I haven't seen The, the chosen. chosen. Yeah. I've seen one episode and... You couldn't do it. You know, what? what? You couldn't do it. Yeah, after that, I'm like, I'm not watching anymore. So, well, that's how your brain works. I think you're just protecting your yeah. brain and your heart for you. Well, and I think what makes you're it... You're not different. passing judgment on people no, that do it. Absolutely that's just how you function. Not. Absolutely yeah. not. And I think it's hard because the pressure is... You know, the pressure is to Absolutely. see it because it is a big thing in Christian circles. Mm-hmm. Like you, and especially Passion of the Christ, like I'm like, that would give me nightmares. It would, like, it would, it, mm-hmm. it would give, and I get nightmares really easy too. Yeah. And then I think I still have dreams about things from my childhood mm-hmm. that I watched. Oh. So again, with our kids, we were protective and just talking to them about how they respond to movies and that that matters. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's up to each individual person. And so that's why I haven't seen The Passion. I don't plan to see The Passion, and I don't feel bad about it. No. But I get emotional, a little emotional about it, just because um, I just think it's such a thing culturally in Christian cultures that sometimes it's hard for people to be comfortable saying no. Yeah. And I think so, you, you, do, you opened up a different layer for people to go, oh, I've never thought about it like that. I've yeah. never thought that people don't want to go at, go to a movie or see The Passion, not because... It's Mel Gibson or because of yeah. whatever reason, no. but it's how it affects you personally. Absolutely. And I think that was very kind of you to do that, to share that with <laughs> well, people. Well, thank you. I think it does. Well, and originally it was because I was pregnant and I knew I'd have nightmares and I didn't want to do Go that. Go into labor. Uh, and yeah. I, it was, but... It's not a, it's a great movie. I loved it. It, it opened my eyes to the it's... spiritual warfare that takes place. We actually saw a great movie a long, long time ago. It was, I mean, very low budget, but it talked about... Um, Mary and Joseph and the spiritual warfare that took place just as Mary's on the donkey and Joseph is leading her and taking place on the Mm. road, on the donkey, Mm. walking in the town, being that pregnant. And you just forget about it. You forget about the spiritual warfare that takes place around you and in heaven all at the same time. Yeah. And so this passion of the Christ shows it. But I think what really got me about that movie is that Oh, what he re- visualized, what he really went through for my sin. For I, yes. I kept going, he did this yes. for me. Yes. He did this for, oh, I am so ungrateful. I am, yeah. take this for granted. Yeah. And that visual helped me appreciate yeah. what for he sure. did even more. Well, and I think if, um, I think there are a lot of people, your brains are able to, when you look, I mean, movies serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. There's a reason there's such a draw to us for it. And so I do like some people go in and when they see it helps, it helps it come more alive for yep. them. It helps them point. understand that. 
we need to leave room for for people yeah to learn how is best for them and so we did that for our kids we're like any of these things we're like it's up to you if you watch them like it is anything else we're not going to tell you you have to go watch Mm -hmm. anything um Mm -hmm. and just know these are the things that it's about and you have to like I have two out of my three would be fine with that movie one would struggle and so she's like you yeah he's like you yes one of the one of them Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. but it is interesting speaking of visualization because we have the good so this whole week is holy week and Mm -hmm. we have the good friday experience on friday here Mm -hmm. at church right but especially for kids, as we're kind of walking through and considering things, I'm like, anytime we can put something visual there that you can see mm-hmm. and touch and smell. Well, they had the nails last time, or the nails there. there yes. So the elements of like torture are going to be there. So as you walk in, you're going to walk into the Good Friday experience. You're going to do kind of a hand washing first. That's Monday, Thursday. Did you know that? Yeah. That's part of Monday, Thursday. It's the, that's when washing they had the, the Last feet. Supper was Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So the washing of the feet and all yep. that kind of stuff. So you talk about that. And then you're going to walk into a room where they would have had the meal, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you're, you, somebody will be there. All the description will be there. You're going to walk through the garden. You're going to see the, all the instruments of torture, like the crown mm-hmm. of thorns and the whip. And then you walk through and you're going to see um, kind of just the heaviness of the wood he would have had to have carried. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, the crucifixion part. And then of course the, um, the oils he would have been bathed in and the tomb and, and you end on a cross and it's just a really good way to look at good Friday because at the end of that experience, you realize Jesus has died. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's dead and he went through horrific, Mm -hmm. horrible, Mm -hmm. horrible things. And Um, it happened so fast. It happened quickly. It happened like he started whatever. It was like a, what, a three hour process or a six hour process of him going through all the different trials, like a three hour process of going through all the different trials, the six different trials of different people coming at him and being passed from here to here, whatever. And then he gets on the cross. He's on the cross for three hours, but it's a horrific three hours. I find that too, to be like, whoa, Mm -hmm. that, that happened a lot faster, which you want it to happen fast. Because you don't want to hang there with that. I mean, that would be horrible. Yeah. But the speed of it, but the speed of it doesn't show the depth of it. It's almost whatever. When you imagine the disciples with him oh, the night before, and there's, they're having this meal, and there's got to be this somberness to Jesus that they don't understand yet. As yes. he's explaining this is coming, they're like, but Lord, no. I mean, they're... Well, they believe he's Lord and Peter's response, you know, that would never happen. Yes. And, and I won't deny you even. And then Mm -hmm. just the heart that Peter had to go, the heaviness of Peter having to go through that too. um, After seeing someone he loved and spent time after time with for three years be killed in that way. And then the depth of his despair when he pretty much (laughs) does what Jesus said he would do, which is deny himself, deny Jesus. I mean, I, there is, I think, sometimes in our celebration of Easter, like you were saying earlier, a lack of our um, intentness to look at the the intensity and the somberness of what it really meant mm-hmm. for those three days. Mm-hmm. Um, I wake up on Friday going, he's going to die today. Like sad. Do you? That's so interesting. I don't. That is that is interesting. So you wake up thinking I'm about that because I really want to cry just thinking oh, about it. Yeah. Trying, like, hey, I've already done my. I know. Cries, where so. you just wake up just going, oh my gosh, he's gonna yeah. die today. Like this is happening. This is really yeah. happening. Yeah. Like I know it happened a long time ago, but to think, 
okay, this is happening. And then you yeah. wake up on Saturday going, yeah. he's dead. He's like dead. he's in the tomb. Like all of his people are mourning and they're yes. sad. Yes. The whole day, I don't care if I'm on an Easter egg hunt, in the back of my head, I'm going, he's dead. Like yeah. I would cry too. Yes. I would sit in a corner of with course. all of my friends and cry. Yes. Grief is so hard and so deep that we often go, well, why didn't they remember what he was said? Why didn't they remember he said, uh, yeah. I'm going to rise again. I'm going to come back. When you're so sad because right. you've lost someone, yeah. Yeah. that's not, you don't even think back to that. You can't even mm-hmm. look at, you don't want to look at pictures. You don't want to hear video of a kid's or person's voice or anything. Like it's, you are yeah. so distraught. And so you just kind of go, I get it. I understand Totally. That. Especially watching in or that watching way. Watching the horrificness and, of yes. it. Yes. Like your mind has got to be spinning. And I, and I do think in part of the thing with the passion that I, it seems like, cause I've seen clips of it. I haven't seen the whole mm-hmm, movie, mm-hmm. just Mary walking with him mm-hmm. and you're going, that's what got me. Of I course. lost it because he's carrying the cross and, and she bleeding, has to watch and him. she has to be, and she's actually on the outside of the gates in the movie. Mm-hmm. She's on the outside. Of the, I've only seen this movie once and it was in 2004, but I remember this and oh, I remember him looking at her Yo. and just I her see. just going like, Oh my, that's my son. Yeah. Like that is my that is my baby boy that's doing this and to not really have an idea, but to have an idea. Yeah. Because she did know. I think she did know just like she didn't freak out when the angel really came to her and said, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to carry my son. Mary was picked for a reason. Absolutely. She was picked she because of the incredible yeah. woman yeah. of God that she was. But so for sure. I think that the visual of it just, yeah. It's yeah. too much. I would agree. <sighs> I would totally agree. And I think, when you consider that part piece of it, his family, but then his brothers that didn't believe he was who he was right. that eventually come around uh-huh. his, just the incredible knowledge that Jesus was walking with the whole time he was loving all these people mm-hmm. knowing he was about yeah. to face this and loving these people anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about that with Judas, like, how I are you? Same. I was thinking the same thing <laughs> when you're walking along the road with this man, I mean, you know, he's going to do this and you've had all these conversations and you have to think Jesus being who he was, loved him anyway. Oh, he totally loved him. So then you're like, yeah. And then the, his brother, Judas's brothers, mm-hmm. disciples, his fellow disciples loved him and mm-hmm. would have cared for him, spent time with him. Even the hardest people among us we love and we care about a lot mostly. And so there's all that too, knowing one of them betrayed. Mm-hmm their savior i don't none of them would have seen that coming ever i don't know right? i wonder if people knew that judas was secretly stashing How money would they, though because he would have ca- i mean like he could you knew well maybe you knew there was a there was a sar- side of him that wasn't always honest right you know that about people like, right it, well it's just for example you look at your own brothers and sisters. Like I know my brothers and sisters really well that when yeah. they say something that's like yeah. out of character, I'm like, that is totally not them. But they say right. something that's a little bit like in step with it. I know about, I'd be like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. That, that's probably that something that he did or she did or she said, or he said, I could see that. I don't want that to be true, but it's something that you could see. You could understand it. Yeah. Because you know that, you know, your brothers and sisters really well. And that's what they were. Well, and they spent three so years much, together. I mean, yeah. Walking everywhere. They spent everywhere. so much time together. I mean, yeah. they were walking place to place. I mean, you know what I like this miles morning and too? miles. You mentioned that they wrapped his body in the oils. I love how they call Joseph of Arimathea because mm-hmm. he, he, he funded he, that. Right. And but his it, tomb, it was his land. Yeah. Right. But they, they call him and he was a disciple of Christ. Yeah. 
And I thought, you know, I love it. Like, even while he is, his spirit, his body's in the tomb, his spirit's not here, Jesus still is expanding his disciples, mm. the circle of his disciples. Like, those are his 12 people, but then there's people that we don't give homage to, credit to, or he, yes. Joseph, who still funded him, ha- helped bury him appropriately, yeah. did all that. He still was his disciple, where mm. you're like, it's not just those 12. There's other people that were his disciples, too. And I thought that was sweet. And when I was looking at it this morning, I thought, I've never noticed that about him. There's so much going on outside of even that group, right? Yeah. Like they go from town to town and place to place and Jesus is doing his work and the disciples are alongside him and they're leaving change wherever they are. Mm-hmm. And so that is morphing and growing and, and the body of Christ is mm-hmm. just expanding in a way that I think for us, we can't even fathom. Like we think oh. about the mission field, but back then, like... Mm-hmm. This is all new, like just the, mm-hmm. uh, to me that, that is amazing too. And then, so when Jesus is crucified, you have to think, how did that word spread? Oh yeah. That mm-hmm. had to just. Like wildflower. Oh. Like wildfire. I'm and sure. don't you think it just landed like a lead balloon in yeah, these communities? Wonder. And who of those communities that go. maybe weren't as close as disciples go, oh, no, this is about to happen. Now we'll really know. Mm-hmm. Right. If he is who he says he is. Because some of them weren't mourning that he was dead. I wish we had done research yeah. on how many how many Jews were in that area, the population. And didn't believe he was who mm-hmm. he said he was. Because there's plenty of the Jews. Yeah, that a lot of them. Well, yeah. yeah. A lot of them were responsible for yeah. having him killed because they thought he was. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. He but was I, would not, like to, he I wish was we would have looked into not what Lord. are the numbers on that. Um, I like this. Seven words from the cross. These are the seven different sayings that. Jesus said from the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's in Luke. Today shall thou be with me in paradise. By the way, paradise in that word is actually an enclosed area. The Greek word for that. Random tangent. I did this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Woman, behold thy son. Behold thy mother. This is when Jesus was talking Talking to John. John. Um, This is my God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? And then it's I thirst. It is finished, and Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Um, All very powerful ones. And I love that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all talk about the story. All have different words that he used on the cross. So, seven different words from the cross that he said. Yeah. Interesting. And just, you can, man, you could do so much study into the weight and impact of each of those statements totally and we're totally just doing a drive-by yeah but he's taking care like father forgive them for they know not what they do right he's already looking at the people around asking for forgiveness for the ones that you don't you don't realize you're crucifying your son um and he's talking to uh what's his name who's the pastor from up north we posted on the uh women's social media Who's a pastor up north that talked about this? Thou shalt be with me in paradise, talking to Jesus, talking about the criminal on the cross. And the criminal on the cross, all he just says pretty much is, I believe. And he's with Is that David Platt? No, it's another guy. He's a great, I I just cannot remember his name, but he's awesome. Check out our Instagram post because we quoted him on it. It was awesome. He walks through the whole story of that with the criminal on the cross. And all it takes is believing. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not hard. It's narrow, but it's not hard. And he just says we over sometimes we over exaggerate how difficult the Christian life might be. And for that criminal on the cross, it was just believing. And he said, Hey, you'll be with me in paradise. And then he's already taking care of his mom, right? Woman, behold thy son, behold thy mother. 
Will you take care of her? He's connecting um, John, the one that the disciple loved, I think the text says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's instantly looking to his own self. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Asking that question. Um, not claiming it for not claiming it as though he has forsaken me, but asking the question, why, what's going, you know, what's happening here? I thirst. I like the, I thirst one. We won't drive into that one too much. And it is finished, um, saying it's over. And then father into my hands, I come in my spirit. And where is he going? What a cool timeline too. He kind of walks through and then the earthquake happens and the souls from the dead that were sleeping should we go there? We can't go there. We'll have to do that one other one. That and I the mean, souls that were sleeping roam the streets. Yes, there's so much, and that's the other thing that just even when you're talking about movies or Wait, anything real fast, else, someone's kind of like, "What are you talking about?" It. <laughs> you're talking about. Uh, let me find the text. Well, yeah, for that. you keep talking. I'll find that because that is there's um, just so much to do with with um. I mean prophecy that says that points to Jesus rising from the dead and he is who he is. And then in addition, all the little things that happen in that time, there's just so much, so much Mm -hmm. like you have to decide in your own mind. Like you're saying it's a belief. Like there has to be a heart, like there in your own mind and heart, you've decided this is God. Mm. Right. He is who he says he is. And I, then I think God looks at you and goes, yep, that's what you know. You're right. You're what you believe in your heart matches the words coming out of your mouth. Yeah. And I think you, God can know that in a minute. Right. I mean, Absolutely. in a second. Absolutely. So he's looking at that. He's looking at the thief on the cross going, yep, you do. Mm-hmm. You exactly do. Cause the other goofball asked all kind of goofy. Questions. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> sorry, he can look at your heart, you know, so you may try to, we may try to hide all we want. Um, there's no hiding for God, but while you're looking that up, I do have one point I wanted to bring up. You're laughing. Why? What was this? Well, it just, I do think at Easter, I, if I'm a guy, yeah, I'm going Ephesians pretty much. Ephesians says like, um, was it five twenty five? I was looking. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I mean, so think of those things you just said that Jesus said on the cross. Hmm. Like, forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You're saying husbands need to say that to their wives? Yes. She's crazy. <laughs> he's saying she does that not to God about, I'm, I'm just thinking of the way he of what his it means. credit card statement <laughs> after Christmas, this is yes. what our husbands need to say to us. They need to, you need not to, to say, say to the Lord. Exactly. Forgive her, God. Lord. Forgive her. She, she doesn't does know, what know what she's, she's doing. doing. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, all these little, these truths of what it means to be a man mm-hmm. that God looks at you and says, you do. For your wife, what I did for you. Mm-hmm. And and if you consider the impact of what that means, men, that is a tall order. Now, it's our job to make that easier, not harder on you, right? Mm-hmm. It is our job to be your helpmate. Or to own the fact that you did not know what you were doing. Exactly. <laughs> or to own the fact. Just You're right. It. You're right. I didn't know what I was I doing. No I'm going to correct that. Uh-huh. I'm just moving through life. I have you no know? idea what's going on. But just, and then commending your spirit to God, mm-hmm. what that means to be used the utility of that, like, mm-hmm. God, you're going to use me in the hearts of my family the way I, I'm going to do what you want, not what I want. Mm-hmm. The lack of selfishness in that that's required. Um, I mean, it's it's a heavy, it's a heavy thing um, Very. 
And so, I don't know, I just, I think of that sometimes at Easter too, because I, I do feel like for men, that passage again in Ephesians that says that is like, guys, that's, that's a tall order. But mm-hmm. yeah, when I go to Target, come on. <laughs> no. Come on, Jamie. I do not know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I get it. Okay, it's Matthew 27, 51. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Um, and we can end there, but yeah, that's where it is. Let's not dwell on it much. You can go read it if you want to and look yeah. at it there, but it's Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one. Yeah. Cause we talk about Jesus coming and showing himself, but we don't talk about in the midst of all that. There were a bunch of other people showing themselves too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, I just, I, I, you're There's right. So I don't much that think took about place. that. There's so much, mm-hmm. and you just don't always think about that at Easter mm-hmm. for sure. But no. yeah, there's, that's true. Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, grandma is showing up at the table. You're mm-hmm. like, what the world? Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. There's a really another great thing that I love to listen to every Easter. Let's see if I can find it. It's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter's asleep. Judas is betrayed. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Pilate's struggling. The council is conspiring. The crowd is vilifying. They don't even know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd. Mary's crying. Peter is denying. But they don't know that Sundays are coming. It's Friday. The Romans beat my Jesus. They robe him in scar. They crown him with thorns. But they don't know that Sundays come. It's Friday. See Jesus walking to Calvary. His blood dripping. His body stumbling. And his spirit's burden. But you see, it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The world's winning. People are sinning. And evil's grinning. It's Friday. The soldiers nailed my Savior's hands to the cross. They nailed my Savior's feet to the cross and then they raised him up next to criminals it's Friday but let me tell you something Sunday's coming it's Friday the disciples are questioning what has happened to their king and the Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved but they don't know it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. He's hanging on the cross, healing forsaken by his father, left alone and dying. Can nobody save him? Oh, it's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The earth trembles, the sky grows dark, my king yields his spirit.
is Friday, hope is lost, death has won, sin has conquered, and Satan's just a lie. It's Friday. Jesus is buried. A soldier stands God, and a rock is rolled into place. But it's Friday. It is only Friday. Sunday is a coming. I think that's so powerful. Yeah. Because yeah, it's the hope it that Sundays are coming, right? Mm-hmm. And he does it in such a good way. This is on YouTube. It, you can YouTube. Sun, it's Friday. Sundays are coming. You'll get different ones. But I always like that version. Because it keeps you focused on the redemption story. Mm-hmm. It's coming. And we get we know that. On this side of the cross, we know that. And so yep. we don't have to live with that. But I think it is. It's really one time a year where I am like, oh, this is a heavy day. And maybe like around September 30th, I will admit this. September 30th, when my brother passed away, Mm -hmm. it's kind of that same feel of like, it's just a heavy day. Like, oh, you remember what happened. You play it through in your head. And so, you know, for for many years, it was always the worst day of the year because all of us, my brothers and sisters, my mom, like we just, you think about it a lot. Yeah. But it's the same thing. Like you just think about if you know the scriptures, you're playing through everything he went through and no, and you just now know Sundays are coming. It's coming. It's so fun. Satan thought he won, but he didn't. Yeah. And we do, we take the celebration for granted. Yeah. Because we know it's there. Yep. But if you were there at the time, Mm-mm. you didn't know. But and don't maybe jump. even if you believed him, yeah, you were like, okay, something different will happen because I believe he's Lord, but you don't know how or mm-hmm. necessarily exactly what's going to, you know, how's going to go down. And you're right. I think we jump, like you were just about to say, I think we jump so quickly to the resurrection. We forget to sit in everything Jesus did for us for you for yeah. me like i loved mm-hmm. what he said uh he beat my, my jesus yeah. he mm-hmm. said that my savior hit my jesus's feet that's your jesus that's your mm-hmm. savior own it make it personal i mean uh, there's it, it's weightier and that way you want to live a life a righteous life you want to keep in step with that because you're going look what he did for me i can't honestly say i would do that for my children on a good day maybe for one of them because there's a lot of them <laughs> I'm just saying, like, would you really go through all of that and go through the entirety of it versus getting to the point and be like, nope, nope, I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. And face it in such a way that you're willing to love people along the way. Yes. Knowing that it's coming without breaking down, losing your mind, saying no, everything else. Instead, you're literally putting yourself in God's hands, sitting in what this really means, mm-hmm. um, I think is hard for us. I think sometimes we don't, I mean, a lot of times we don't like to do it. Um, and we say it's too much. Um, I, I think there's some developmental truth to that for kids. I think we have to be careful as we talk through these things with children. Um, but as they age and as they grow up, I think it's important to to um, have those discussions about what gee, the reality, like we, you said. I, I think on Easter, goes through. on Saturday, I will say to the kids, I think I've said this before, like, y'all, he's still in the tomb. We know, Mom. But I'm like, no, like, I want to implant that in them. Look, you're running off because you got Friday off from school, doing your thing on Saturday. You want to go buy Chick-fil-A, but just real fast, we're going to get Chick-fil-A. But um, Jesus is still in the tomb. It's a long weekend. It is a three-day weekend to ponder all of that. And you don't sit there and cry and mourn 
and fast. Like, I mean, some people still fast, but still just ponder it and just verbalize when you think about it with your family, whether it's your husband, your kids, your nieces, your nephews, your coworkers of being like, can you believe it? Like today's Friday. He's starting the journey and he knows it. Like he's starting the journey and here he goes. I do think we have life, right? Jesus has given us the freedom to because of what he did. We have the freedom to celebrate and to mm-hmm. love, um, love what this time of year means for us and love life and um, the freedom God gave us because of the cross and the resurrection. And I think it's sometimes it's easy to take that for granted. Which is why on Sunday morning, <laughs> Greg's always like, oh gosh, here we go. Sunday morning, Easter service. I cannot stand it as though we act like he's still in the tomb. Oh, yeah. If it's too somber instead of being it just... Is not, we should so, be party, celebrating. Party. There should be confetti coming out. We should have confetti blowers. It should be exciting. It should be a party. It yeah. should be like a total celebration. Yeah. And don't talk about the cross. Like, don't talk about what happened on Friday because he is alive. He's alive. He's well. So you're talking about the empty tomb on Sunday. The empty tomb. Yeah. Like, and let's get excited. Like, this is so fun. I got super dressed up. I got to buy me an Easter dress. Not because he's still in the tomb. Because it's a party. Because yeah. he's out. He's walking yeah. out. He's showing himself to people. He's walking around. I mean, I always, there was a couple of times we'd go to church and I'm like, we're never coming back on Easter. And there were times when the kids were little, I bet we're not going to church on Easter. It's sad. I don't want to be sad on Easter. I was sad for Friday and Saturday. I want to be happy and excited. I know. So I stupid. love that. No, it's not. That's again, there's the personal. I love that we can have, all have our. Yeah. I do. I yes, want balloons we coming have from the ceiling. Our things. I want and confetti. God guns. loves all the different diversity in our thinkings yes. and our mind about that. And I just there, there's room for that for the fact that we're all kind of we look at things different. I love that. I, I would, need to check. The I would be right under with. <laughs> I would be right under that with you with your little balloons and confetti, and I'll throw it. I'll throw it to you as well, you walk out of church. Praising the Lord, like it should be a hundred percent nothing about us. No, it should be a hundred percent about giving praise to the Lord in a. Um, and a happy, uplifting, light, welcoming. Light. And you know what is interesting? There's there's I people jump I know. Down. There's I people do. I know that think opposite from you. That think Absolutely. it should be very somber. Why very, though? What's the rationale? I, that's, he I is wonder. alive. Like yeah. a miracle has been done. Yeah. When a miracle was done and Jesus raised people from do the dead. Do you think that's a cultural no. thing? Like they grew up, like you grow up that way and you think that's just what Easter deserves? Is oh, no, I don't think they. No, nope. I don't think they have a good understanding of the text and their. Their theology is a bit They're off. Stuck. They're stuck. Because it is a joyful day. It is should be, besides Jesus being born, it's the other most joyful day because he's being reborn. He just got mm. to be reborn. Mm-hmm. And so what? what is a miracle? Are you sad when someone gets healed? If you got a cancer report back yeah. and you were like, I've had cancer for two years. You're celebrating. And you're, are you, oh, let's just be sad, Debbie. You're, you don't have cancer anymore. This is so sad. What in the world? We would have a party. Mm-hmm. You would tell everybody, thank you for praying. I'm so excited. Let's celebrate. Maybe not eat sugar because you might be on the anti-cancer diet for good reason and all that. I get all that. But I'm just saying you would celebrate. Yeah. Whatever it looks like. Yeah. And so it should be. It should be an exciting time. Yeah, that's that's fun. You tell them passionate that's about it. That's a good it. word. You this are been, passionate about it. Yeah. It's been a journey for many years of yeah. finding a church and like, please be excited. And if not, then I, I will even have my own church, praise the Lord, at my house. No one. This certain just churches. turn some loud music. Well, just know that certain light. churches aren't going to be excited mm-hmm. as I am. And I'm like, I'm going to get my excitement on. I'm going to get my party on. And then I can go do what I need to do. Yeah, for sure. I would yeah. hope those people that think it's somber, I would hope they have a change of heart. 
Give me those people's names. I'm going to pray for them right now. There's too many. (laughs) You can't enjoy life with Jesus if you're somber over his resurrection. I think it, and I don't even know how, it's like. I don't mean that judgmentally. That's just no. Yeah, no, that's your thoughts on it. Um, No, I, I, maybe serious is a better word. I just know people like, I feel like it just should be a very serious kind of service, like a reflection of the cross, like you're saying. But I don't know. I think to your point. Part of the reason Sunday, I love this conversation, but part of the reason Sunday doesn't feel as much of a celebration is because we haven't paid enough attention to Friday. But see, in my head, I have. Exactly. So, so in my I head, do I'm like think, nobody else. Yes, exactly. I've been sad for two days. Yes. Two days. And I think more people, it's like they blow right through all the other days. So now Easter serves as the serious reminder of both the cross and the res- and the fun celebration of the We've resurrection. Done a disservice to our people mm-hmm. If that is the case, because yeah. if that's the case, get up here on Good Friday, walk through the interactive experience. And I think the Good Friday experience helps with that. Big I time. love a Good like Friday come, service, yes. too. Yeah, we used I to would go agree. to one and you would walk out and yeah. it was quiet. You yes. weren't allowed to talk. Yes, we did, too. I and grew up with those, best. too. Yes, I you walk, and you, I remember being young and being like, this is so weird. Like, when nobody's talking. And then you look at your siblings like, you better not talk. Watch out. And just being like, oh, because to walk out of a church service with nobody talking, that's eerie. And I remember doing that. Now mm-hmm. that you're saying that, I'd forgotten actually that piece of Easter growing up. But I remember doing that. But it was on Friday. Sunday, and we did sunrise services, yes. too. Those are fabulous. Yeah, on Easter. Um, yeah. But it was on Friday. We would go, and then you leave, and you're, everybody has to be quiet. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking. And it was very reflective. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, somber. Two and a half, three days later, a miracle is done. Yeah. So we are celebrating, people. Whoa, let's go. Wow. So on that note... Celebrate on Sunday. Yeah, so, we're, so good. This is Holy Week. Um, Holy Week. And I think Maudie Thursday kind of really in the evening starts kind of the mm, process, yeah. really, because you're talking Last Supper that Friday is the crucifixion, hard, heavy, difficult. Saturday is just mourning, knowing Jesus is in the tomb. Like you said, it's closed off. It's guarded. Um, you know, and then Sunday Jesus is risen. It is a, a miracle is has it. been done. It prophecy fulfilled. Yes. Even a prophecy. Like that's, that's the end of Holy celebrating. Because that yes. shows God like, oh, yes. Shows he is who he is. Are you who you are? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah you're that. coming to my side of the world. We're going to have a party. <laughs> I love it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's so great. Um, okay. So passage real quick. As we're talking about Jesus I'm a sermon on the mountain girl, but like we talk I know, my about kids all the time. No, my kids know. <laughs> they They're know like, what? You're a sermon on the mount. Didn't you do yeah. that for like Camp Chaos? I all? did. And they were like, oh, well, more, <laughs> more sermon on the mount. And I was like, Debbie loves a sermon on the mount, guys. Just roll with it. She, and they're like, we know now. We know she loves all three. Well, see, and Which I is did, great. Now they know yeah. what the sermon on the mount is. is. Well, and it's because it's so three whole chapters. So it it's is. like I couldn't go, I couldn't do it all in one time. Totally. Is that where you're going to pull Love from? It. No, I don't think I'm going to. Oh, I okay. thought about it, but I'm not going to pull from Sermon on the Mount. I was more, um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, we could always do Luke 19, 37. And he was drawing near already on the way down to the Mount of Olives. This is what I like. And the whole multitude of his disciples, multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. I mean, mm-hmm. even like they're rejoicing, like just the elements there of just rejoicing with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they have seen. Oh, love it enthusiastically awesome. embracing his arrival 
What verse two? Well, I was more thinking of. Um, you want somber? You're going somber. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm more thinking of what it really means to follow Jesus. Oh, oh. And so even though we've talked about the this is Holy Week and it's the death and resurrection, that's why I was kind of thinking about the Sermon on the Mount. But I actually thought about the rich young man. It, it's Mark 10, starts in verse 17. Um, and and he was sit, setting out on his journey, and the, a man ran up and knelt before him, knelt before Jesus, and asked him, good teacher, of course, teacher, not savior, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And even there where he asked the rich young man, why do you call me good when you just call me teacher? When you know no one is good but God. Mm-hmm. So even in your heart, you're saying you're pushing on this, but you know. Yeah. You know there's something to mm-hmm. the fact that um, I am good and I am God, even though you called me teacher. But he said to him, teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. I've kept all those commandments. And Jesus looking at him, loved him, which that's, I circled that right here. I just, I love that part. Jesus looked at him and even with his doubt and his questions, Jesus loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go sell all that you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. And disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful by what Jesus, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions and now he knew he was going to have to give them away. But Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished. And said to him, well, then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. And I think, to me, the resurrection points, of course, to all things are possible with God. But part of it is their astonishment was, number one, you can't put a camel through the eye of a needle. Mm -hmm. We forget how hard it is to give up what we like here and to follow Jesus. And I think sometimes, and so when Jesus is saying nothing's impossible with God. What he's saying is it's actually possible for you to give all those things up with God. Not He's not saying, hey, you can totally get into, you don't have to give all that stuff up. You can mm-hmm. get into heaven anyway. Nothing, you know, mm-hmm. what he's saying is <laughs> Gotta give it up. you can give it up mm-hmm. because God can make that possible for you. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Um, you can do hard things. You can do hard things, which includes hoping, holding these things here mm-hmm. in our lives open-handed. That's what that means. That's the hard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, that passage just came to mind as I was thinking of what it means to truly follow Jesus. And what it means is, what are you willing to leave behind? You know, what are you willing to do? Well, and I think but, his response, the kid's response is honest is yes. and real. Yes. And then I think later, it's like in the next paragraph, it says, and they were, they were, on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. So he's just said this to him and they were amazed. And those who follow were afraid. And so there is that idea of like, it is scary to do things that God asks us to do, Mm -hmm. but you have to do them and you can't live in the fear of I'm afraid. Like I'm afraid of giving this up. I'm afraid of letting this go. I'm afraid of whatever it looks like and going, Lord, I'm giving it to you. I'm laying it at your feet and I'm not going to function in fear, which is my big saying, not going to function in fear over 
whatever you're calling me to give up. Because I guarantee you, God calls us to give up something. And we all have things we're scared to lose. All of us. Yes. Yeah. But then there's yeah, some of us that hold on to things too tightly. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what God's probably calling you to give up. One life group, my favorite life group leader, what he said one time is, I'm always afraid to give things up because I think God's calling me to live in a hut in Africa. Yeah. And we were like, that might be extreme. Just a little extreme. But that was always his fears. And he was great. I mean, it was so great because he was like that. But that's what you do. Yeah. When you're you afraid go to, to that things, extreme. You go to your extreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God's going, no, mm-hmm. just trust me. Yes. That the means you may be trust me. asking. Well, and I think even his, the rich young man's response was honest because he was disheartened. it said. it was He was uh-huh. sorrowful. He was sad because he had great possessions. What we don't know is what he did after that. And so what's interesting is just because he was sad and sorrowful does not mean he didn't go and give away his possessions. Don't finish the story. Don't finish it. You don't know. Like, I mean, and Jesus loved him. So there's an element of he probably was sad in my mind. I mean, think about the war that went on with himself. But that would have been a life-changing experience to meet Jesus for him. So I have to imagine his life was changed and Mm -hmm. altered. And um, so anyway, I just... There, we're all we're all altered mm-hmm. by our relationship with Jesus in a good way. In a good way, and even if something that is required or asked of us, we feel a weight to that, are sorrowful. That's a human response, and God can fill that gap, mm-hmm. right? A weight to it. Even sometimes that's the Holy Spirit prompting you, though. Mm-hmm. Like if it's heavy, if it's hard, and He's like, "This is this is for you. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go say this, do that." not do this, not say that, whatever it is. And that's the Holy Spirit going, listen to me. And then you'll be walking in step with me yeah. and life will be filled with peace. Yes. And that what feels to hard today doesn't always, doesn't feel hard necessarily tomorrow. Right. So. Sleep on it because the Holy Spirit will still be there in the yes. morning. So this is Holy Week, everyone. So happy Holy Week. Happy Holy Week. But um, hopefully... Um, celebrate you guys with me on have Sunday, some please. celebrations planned for Sunday <laughs> when we all get to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. But first, we have to get through Friday and Saturday. So um, anyway, we love all of you. We love doing this. Um, we love noisy narratives and talking to all of you. And we love it when you guys email us, call us, text us, text us right after us. you listen to it. It's <laughs> and so say, fun. It is so fun to it. get your responses. Uh-huh. It is. <laughs> um, I did have, I was going to say, I had some people stop me Sunday. About the public restrooms? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what did they say on Sunday? They thought, no, Sunday was just, they were like, okay, we think, we know you guys obviously a lot better than you know us at this point, Mm -hmm. and it's just fun. Um, So I had, they stopped me, then somebody else stopped me and said they were in Carline and um, said they were listening to our discussion and were laughing so hard they were crying when when you were so shocked by me talking about how (laughs) I get in the middle of people's conversations. in like the grocery Grocery store line or something Mm -hmm. they said they were in hysterics is it because they 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 could they understood where you were coming from well yes that's part of it and then one of them was and then she was like hey i think next time i see christine in the bathroom i'm just gonna start Start talking talking. i'm gonna be like oh my gosh you do know that's what you've invited at this point everyone's gonna start talking Talking. if it's in a church restroom i'm totally fine but if we're like fc dallas and we're like five stalls away and you're like hey i'm gonna be like this is weird, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say hi. Oh, so fun. And then I'm going to hug your neck before I even wash my hands to gross you out. Oh, that I'm just is kidding. gross. 
she totally went there. No, I'm oh man. That's okay. Funny. Well, you guys in, um, enjoy Holy Week and um, celebrate on Sunday, people. Just celebrate. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Christmas. But sit, sit with your emotions. Like yeah. if you have emotions on Friday or Saturday or even now, sit in them. That's Ask right. the Lord to reveal Himself. That's to you right. As you're sitting in them. And get in the middle of your scripture. Yeah, go there. Get in the middle of scripture. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes. The Gospels. The yes. end of the book. If you're not there. sure where to start, go to the end. It's the end of his story. So it's kind of the end of each of the The end Gospels. of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. <laughs> Just helping. Here's um, a tool. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's it from today. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. This is Noisy Narratives out. Bye. Life can be amazing.